This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 33. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Tessa Creasel. Tessa is an agency and community engineer at Pantheon, and she's been a web developer for over 10 years. She's the founder of Outspoken Women. She's passionate about diversity initiatives and teaching people to code and mentoring new developers. Hi, Tessa. Welcome. Hi, Liam. Hey, Tessa. Great to see you. Welcome. Why don't you take a little bit of time and tell us a little bit more about yourself than what Liam just said? Yeah, there is definitely lots to know. Um, I have a a variety of passions and skills, um, but I would say things that are probably interesting to know. I am married. I have three kids. Um, They're pretty awesome. Uh, Really love web development and anything that it has to do with, as well as anything that has to do with um, bringing in new developers to our industry, as well as uh, basically including more diversity in, in tech in general. How, how did you get started with WordPress and coding? Oh, that's a really good story. This is, it could be a very long story, but I'll, I'll try to keep it um, to a bare minimum since we only have half an hour. Uh, so I actually got into coding uh, a little bit in high school. I was just really interested in like computers and programming. And I was kind of that person that was like sitting in the little, like at our school, we kind of had like this computer networking club that would like help with actual computer issues um, that teachers might have or other students or whatever. Um, and so I joined that. I just really liked to do it. I uh, had like a, a game programming class that I did and I really liked it. Um, but I thought that my passion was actually restaurant management. So I went into school for business management, um, did some restaurant management, like did a lot of like staff management, creating menus, um, a lot of really cool stuff actually. Uh, but just realized that like when we were putting in a new point of sale system that I really loved my job at that point. And I kind of looked back and I'm like, why did I really love my job during these few weeks? And now I feel like I'm kind of in a slump again. Um, and it was the computers. It was setting up all of the new point of sales, setting up the new system, getting them actually physically set up um, and realized that my true calling was actually tech. Uh, my dad owned a small business, so I built him a pretty like basic HTML website. Um, after that. Um, Kind of a, a little tidbit about me is I used to be like obsessively in love with Guitar Hero. Uh, I would play it like crazy. That was before I had kids, of course, and actually had time. Um, <laughs> you actually play the real guitar or just the Guitar Hero guitar? No, I am not like a music musician like at all. Not even okay. like one bit. I have no idea like what brought me to Guitar Hero, but I really liked it. Um, so... As I was playing Guitar Hero, I realized that there was no way to actually, like you could play Guitar Hero with other people at that time, but you couldn't actually set up like tournaments or any type of thing like that. And so I decided that since I had these new web development skills, I was going to use them. Uh, And I ended up setting up a Joomla site at the time. And so people would come to the site, they'd register, they'd put in their like Guitar Hero screen name. And then they could say, I want to have a tournament with this person. And then we had like a hierarchy of players. 
And then basically you came in and it was just PHP really quick, pretty simple. You validated your scores. And then that validation ended up in this chart of like, oh, this person's at this level and this person's at this level. Um, and it was so cool that Activision, their like actually community forum reached out to me and said, we want to put your tournaments on our website. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was like this guitar hero, like heaven. Uh, it was awesome. So we ended up doing that. My tournaments were listed on their forum. I got a whole bunch of like swag. So I got like sweatbands <laughs> and like guitar stickers and pins. And um, it was probably like one of the coolest like nerdy things I've ever done. <laughs> How old were you at this time? Um, I think I was like 22, I want to okay. say. Yeah. Um, I had kids pretty young. I'm from a very small town and it's normal to have kids when you're very young. So my... My first was born at 23 and I was pregnant like when Activision ended up like showcasing our website. So that's awesome. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. So what so, your, what's your, what's your favorite guitar hero song? Oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, oh, I really like have to like actually listen to them. There is a, a song that includes like something with black. And my brain is failing me as to like who that's actually that was a tricky that question. Um, we were just talking fine. about that. I, I used to have it memorized. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about that game with my family over break because we were recalling when we first got a Wii and that we had this Guitar Hero game and yeah, love to play it. Of course, it doesn't see the light of day anymore. But uh, but yeah, it was really fun. I remember that we had the Beatles version. But, oh, fun! Yeah. Mm -hmm. My husband actually just bought me um, one of the later, I don't think it's the latest, but one of the later versions and like a new guitar because I've since gotten rid of everything. Um, and he's like, I know you loved it so much. So I thought you'd enjoy this. And I played it like that night and I haven't touched it again. So. <laughs> <laughs> did you pull an all nighter playing it? Um, I didn't, but I did play for like four hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is a really cool story. I'm curious yeah. how that Joomla site, how did you get the word out about that? And I mean, it sounds really complicated. How did you? Um, yeah, actually, I'm really surprised it got to the level that it did because I'm not like at that point was definitely not good at marketing stuff. I feel like I've gotten a lot better with those skills as I've gotten deeper into web development because they kind of come naturally. Um, but they had, there was just a variety of like community forums out there. So like Activision's forum, uh, there was a couple other like gamer forums. And so I would just go out and be like, hey, GH Jammers, like we're, you know, we're going to have a tournament, like come join us, just play. It's really casual. And somehow it like blew up. Like, I don't remember the actual member count by the time that I left, but it was into the thousands for sure. Um, tens That's of thousands. Cool. Yeah. It That's was, cool. It's Is so it cool. There? Does it still exist? So if you actually go, um, the person that I had passed it on to, once I had kids and I kind of, I st still love to play, but it was like a, a point where I was like, I'm just going to, this is to move on to my mom life and right. I, I just don't have the time. <laughs> um, so the person life. that took over, yeah, exactly. Life. He actually named it like GH Shredders, I think. So if you Google like GH Jammers or GH Shredders, I think there's a version out there. It's definitely not as pretty as how I had it. Um, but it is still out there. You still can play with the original group of people. Um, yeah. What a, what, a, what a wonderful backstory to getting in development. How did you transition from that initial site and kind of building that out and getting some skills and the like to thinking about how that would become a career or a job or some way to put food on the table as you transitioned out of the restauranting management business? 
Yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely a struggle that a lot of people had. Um, I was actually in a very lucky situation that my husband was working. We had just had a baby. Um, Babies sleep a lot. So it was some do. Yeah, that's true. Mine was amazing. He was to date, you know, one of the best babies. So um, he slept a lot. Super great baby. Even if he was awake, he was always happy. Um, So I just spent a lot more time during that kind of maternity leave-ish period, um, just learning new things to code. So because I had kind of gained these new Joomla skills, uh, I decided to just kind of look for a couple Joomla projects, would very casually work on something uh, light. Back in the day, like Craigslist was a great place to find work, actually. Um, There was no spam, lots of people who are just looking for websites. They were good people. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I would just casually respond to ads as I kind of stumbled upon them. Um, and then it's, it sort of snowballed. So I wasn't super busy and I wouldn't say that I, at that point ever got to a point of like, this is a full-time job and I, I own a business. Um, but I did get to the point where I was probably doing about 20 to 30 hours a week, just very casually grabbing these projects. Um, and I realized that forcing myself to take a project that I felt a little uncomfortable with actually was the best thing to help, you know, increase those skills. Uh, yeah. So that's really neat. So you went during the time of your maternity leave when you might have other tasks and activities. And in addition to, to all those new motherly activities, you, you learned this new school skill set. And so then how did that transition then um, to, to where you're at now and what kind of time frame here is it? Did you work on Joomla projects for a couple of years and then, looked at this or did something else happen? Talk us through that just a little bit more if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm 32 now, willing to admit that. I'd like to just stay at 32 though and not get any older. Um, so Good luck it's with been that. A- <laughs> I know, right? I would also <laughs> like to do that with my kids. So if anyone yeah. knows how to do that, let me know. Yeah, that would um, be nice. <laughs> Agreed. So I was 22 when I first created that uh, Joomla site, 32 now, so 10 years in. Um, really it kind of progressed from, I did the kind of Joomla self-employed type thing for a couple of years. Again, my husband was working, so I, I didn't, I wasn't forced to have any like financial income to an extent. Um, and so after that, I ended up, uh, working with a couple different clients. Um, I actually lived in Northern Minnesota at the time. For, like, I, I think I said this earlier, I'm from a very small town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so finding any type of tech jobs outside of being self-employed was basically non Right. Um, I did end up finding one um, that was probably about 30 miles from my home. A pretty great company. They it's called uh, Chamber Master Member Zone now. Uh, they do some really cool stuff with Chambers. They offer a software that allows you to kind of have like a business directory and calendar and all that stuff. Um, so my job there was to integrate their software into like hundreds of different CMSs. Um, which was awesome because I think I've touched everything at this point. Um, and that really pushed my skills to kind of troubleshoot and dig into things that I felt very uncomfortable with or I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so that was super great. So that was a really great kind of entry level first job after I self-taught web development. Uh, let's see. And after- Tessa, can I ask you, was that a, here's the deep end of the pool. Uh, let us know how it goes. And, <laughs> and you just kind of had to learn and, okay, how am I going to do this? Or were you lucky enough to have a team around you that, okay, Tessa's new here. Let's, let's get her up to speed. Let's teach her this. How, how did you learn every different CMS? And that's, I mean, obviously you'd be more proficient with one than another, but even just looking at all of that can be daunting. How did, how did you think about that or manage that? If you can recall. 
Yeah. Um, so I did have a couple of people around me, but they were also in the same boat that I was. So they might've been at the company longer. So they may have been doing it a little bit longer to be able to say, oh yeah, cool. I touched this concrete five site. I actually know how to go in there and, and get a new page created and, and a template and whatever. Um, so every once in a while, if it was one that I felt was like, yeah, this might be common. They might've touched it. I'd ask someone. Um, but a lot of times I'd get crazy stuff like Kinetico. If you ever heard of that? Um, I remember that one sticking no. out to me. Um, there's just, uh, there's so many out there. Uh, I, I think Google was like my best friend at that point. Uh, and a lot of that job really was like, just figure it out. But to be honest, it was, it was fairly easy because all I had to do was go in and get a new page created and then figure out where that source was coming from and maybe add some CSS or some JavaScript. Uh, so it wasn't overly difficult. It was just like getting through the process of figuring out what that CMS was doing. Hmm. The transition into a question about, uh, well, it kind of takes off from that a little bit, uh, teaching yourself all that you know and, and learning all those different CMSs, transitioning as a mom at the same time um, from the career that you thought you wanted into something different and where you are 10 years from where you started now. We talk about success on the show. And so if you can share with us what your definition of success is, um, personally, professionally, combination of the two, and where you find yourself in that, um, in that, if it's a journey for you, uh, where you find yourself in that journey path um, plan for success. So this is a kind of a different question for me, or maybe it's a different question for everyone, because I, I feel like I have the personality where nothing is good enough. And I think that that's a good thing because it's gotten me where I am today. Um, it's gotten me through the let's switch job paths when I'm a new mom. It's gotten me through, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out anyways. Um, and it's also gotten me, you know, obviously to the, to the role that I have today, uh, being at Pantheon, I work with a lot of very smart people and I'm just overwhelmed with happiness about my role there. Um, so I think like to measure success is quite difficult for me. What I feel like is my level of success is, am I doing something better today than I did it yesterday? Or am I doing something better this year than I did it two years ago? Um, and so far, it seems to be working because I keep, I keep getting better and I keep doing better things. And I, I keep looking back and saying, that year was really great, but I know I can do better. Um, and I think that's, that's really what's helping me be successful in my mind. That's excellent. That I wonder when you when you define yourself that way as as things never being good enough. So then, how do you uh, come to terms with things that you did two years ago not being as good as what you're doing now? And are you tempted to go back and try to spend the time to fix them, or do you just move on and say, "Well, that was then, and this is now"? I think it depends on the situation. Um, if there are things that I can go back and do, so let's say every once in a while I do some side work. Um, you know, like whether it be WordPress or whatever. Uh, and I had like a Joomla website that I built and it was like three years old and they like kept just adding stuff to it and like changing things. And I was like, Hey, you know, if it's in the budget, we should really like freshen up your site and change some things and make it a little better. Um, so when it comes to that kind of stuff, I think that's really, that's client based because if they have the budget, then great. Like I'm not going to spend my free time making their website better. Um, but it's kind of a win-win for everyone. I get to make the project I did three years ago a little bit better. Also get to make a little bit of money. They get a better site. Um, if it, in terms of maybe, you know, 
a blog post I wrote or something. I think it's important that everyone uh, learns from the things that they've done. So I've done a variety of things and I've, I've changed where I wanted to go and I've, you know, lots of, you know, life things. And I wouldn't take anything back at all. I think, you know, you do things, you learn from them and you move forward. So I think it's all good. Just be better today than I was yesterday. Yeah. Success as a journey, right. Is, is, mm-hmm. is great. And that's a, sounds like it's a very marathon type of focused approach versus a sprint is I can have a bad month or a bad quarter, but as I reflect on the entire year, I'm in better shape than I was, so to speak, whatever, whatever, whatever shape we're trying to measure against. So that's a really, I think it's a very valuable approach and it's a healthy approach. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You had mentioned uh, when we, when we first met you at the start of the conversation that you are, or I read and um, that you are the founder of outspoken women. And that you are a big advocate of diversity and you work actively both professionally and sounded like personally to increase diversity of the community around you. Can you speak to that a little bit? You know, why does it matter to you and what is the value of that? And maybe a little bit, what does that mean for you in terms of actual work? How does one go about building a diverse community? Yeah, that's a very loaded question. It is, sorry. (laughs) It's okay. But I can give you some tidbits about my opinions of it and how I feel. Um, So before I moved to the Twin Cities, so I had said I'm from a small town, so we moved here about four years ago now, I think. And when we moved here, I got involved with Girl Develop It. Girl Develop It is a nationwide organization. They had a Minneapolis chapter. Um, I TA'd for one of the classes. One of the chapter leaders was like, you're awesome. You have been so helpful. Can you please teach the next class? And I was like, oh, um, I've never done that before, but why not? Um, I had spoken at a couple conferences. I had done some involvement with Joomla, but never really sat down and taught someone something. Um, Did my first class, fell in love. Like if I could have done that every day, all day for the rest of my life, I would have died a very happy person. That would have been Um, it, huh? (laughs) Yep. And I still feel like that today. Like I love, love, love teaching people. Um, and so that really kind of ignited a fire in me to get more involved in teaching and bringing more developers into the world, um, especially women. I think that we all know that there's, there's a, a lack of diversity when it comes to women in tech. Um, and I think that a lot of times, like, there's a variety of ways that can solve that. And I only have a, you know, a small amount of opinions, but sure. I think that the best or what I can do to help them get into the industry. Um, I want to do that. And so if that's teaching someone something through girl develop it, or if that's, um, you know, starting an initiative like outspoken women. Uh, so just to kind of take a, a minute to just chat about outspoken women, that's actually a organization that I founded over the summer. So it's, um, you know, about six or seven months in, And the goal was, is that with my job at Pantheon, I've actually started speaking at a lot more conferences. And so at those conferences and with kind of getting to know event organizers, I just see a lot of, I wish we had more submissions from women. Um, And I think that's true. I think there's not a lot of women in tech to begin with. And then when you take the number and optimistically cut it in half with the women that are willing to speak in front of people, um, you're really cutting your your pool of applicants down to a very small amount. Agreed. Um, Yeah. And so Outspoken Women is a mission and a resource to be able to provide mentorship, 
um, to someone who wants to be a speaker or maybe just a showcase of the fact that like, hey, I am a speaker. If you're looking for women, you can come and ask me to speak at your event. Um, also kind of a, another side of that is like the events piece. So event organizers can add their events. Um, they can also add like a, a you know, call for papers. Um, they're looking for speakers and get a little bit more exposure to the women that are a part of Outspoken Women. Um, so it's very, you know, beginning stages, but we've gotten a lot of really awesome feedback. We've got quite a few speakers on there now, a lot from the WordPress community, of course. Um, but the focus is to be open source uh, tech in general. So bringing in Drupal and Joomla and, you know, Ruby or whatever else that's mm-hmm. out there that's open source. Um, so check it out, outspokenwomen.io. Um, but in terms of diversity, I also have gotten to be, um, I've just dedicated a lot of time, especially in the Minneapolis area, to kind of put myself out there and be known as someone who is helping with that. Um, I actually am having lunch with someone today who is a junior developer. Uh, they just want to pick my brain, get some ideas, just chat about how they can get involved um, so I can give them you know, any information I can, maybe help them set up some training times, whatever that looks like, um, whatever I can possibly do. I want to do it. That's the spirit of WordPress too. I mean, not just WordPress, but I appreciate what you're doing. Did you have anyone that did that for you? Where does that come from, Tessa? I mean, obviously your passion is clear and the fact that you tried this, tried teaching and loved it, but did you, do you have anyone who had that impact on you? I actually didn't. Um, And I think that that's why when I taught the first class, it was a kind of what was supposed to be an intermediate level HTML and CSS class. and after the class, I was like, could you imagine if I would have had this class when I was trying to learn this? Like, I would have been so much further ahead. I could have dug in a lot quicker. Um, and that part resonated with me. It, it, mm. Like the struggles that I went through to try to learn web, web development in terms of like, I'm teaching someone this and they're getting it because I'm physically there helping them through this problem. Uh, and it just made me realize like, this needs to be a thing. This is how if someone wants to dig in, just like I wanted to dig in, like, I'm going to help make this happen. Wow. So you love teaching. What would you say is your favorite thing that you do every day? Mm, Favorite thing. So I actually get to teach people stuff at my job. um, And that's why I love it so much. Uh, So my role at Pantheon, agency and community engineer, um, what that means, I know it's kind of a long, kind of complicated role, but what that means is that I'm helping agencies, I'm helping developers, I'm helping anyone in the community that wants to learn something on Pantheon. Um, And the great thing about that is like, sure, I do a lot of actual Pantheon teaching. So I help you through the dashboards and our workflows and our like environments and all that awesome stuff, uh, command line and whatever. But it also gives me an opportunity to teach topics that might not be very specific to Pantheon. So for example, I put together like an introduction to Git. Um, We had some agencies that were coming in. There were like two to three people agencies Uh, They've been working with SFTP. They've been working right on the server, which is totally great. Uh, But once you start to introduce other people, I think that having some version control is a really great um, asset to have. Yeah, of course. Very helpful. Um, And so in that role, I'm able to put together that stuff. So I've offered the intro to get um, offering multiple times, and it's been very helpful to those people. So I would say every day, I get to teach something, someone something every day in my job, and I love it. That's awesome. That's great. I like that. I like that. That ability to to do that that regularly and clearly from the tone of your voice, you really do like it that you're not making that up. So if if that's the highlight, let's talk a little bit about the low point. 
can you tell us what your least favorite thing to do is every day? Um, let's see. Least favorite thing to do. I mean, from a personal standpoint, I would say the dishes. But uh, my husband stays home with our kids, so I don't have to touch the dishes. So that's lovely. I love doing uh, the dishes. Really? I Oops. totally do. I totally do. I find it therapeutic. But but this show's not me. Go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> I actually really love organizing. Like, I don't want to do the the dishes, but I love, like, going into the bathroom and being like, oh, people have destroyed the cupboard. I'm going to reorganize this. Yes. <laughs> I love doing that. Um, I would say, like, in a in a professional uh, capacity, probably just the logistics of like going in, like creating calendar events and like adding zoom links and like just the like little intricate, like I have to do this in order to do the thing that I really love. Um, and it's a part of it. So just have to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. Building the time in for those things. Yeah. Let me ask you about challenges. Um, we like to talk about big challenges and clearly you're not afraid of them. And from what you've explained about your life and your career, you're, you're more than willing to tackle what will be difficult if you want to do so. I wonder if you can, you can speak to what might be your biggest challenge to date or some of your biggest challenges, whether those are personal or professional around the Pantheon office or maybe before then, or maybe even around diversity. Uh, any one of those kind of topics or maybe a, you know, weaves in some way that tags them all and I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think I definitely could tag on all of those different things. Um, I would say from a personal standpoint, I love the town that I'm from. I really love um, going up there. I'm like a big outdoorsy person. So I like fishing and, and hunting and like four wheeling and snowmobiling and um, I shoot archery and stuff like that. So I really love doing that stuff. Um, but I, I don't like actually physically living there. There's a lot of like toxic drama that goes on with everyone knowing everything about your life. You do make a mistake and everyone knows about it and you have to hear about it for years to come. Um, I would say that I think one of the biggest challenges for me was getting out of that town. Um, my husband and I are both from there. We actually didn't, he's four years older than me. We didn't go to school together. So we don't have the, the cute little high school sweetheart story. Um, but we did, we're both from there and had met after the fact. And so ended up together. So it was really hard for us to leave. My parents are there. They own a business. His parents are there. Um, his mom's a little bit older. You know, it's nice to help her with things. So it was really hard for us to, to physically leave the town yeah, and get out of that. and go. Exactly. Um, but I needed to, I needed to, to expand my career. There just wasn't work there that was going to push me to where I wanted to be. Uh, we talked about level of success and kind of setting those personal goals. And my personal goal was to, to get better, get out there, like get more experience, put myself in corporate situations or agencies or other places where I was working with teams that could teach me things that I can't teach myself because I don't know them. I don't know what I don't know. Um, so I would say that was a, a personal one. And obviously we made it. We're we're four years into living in um, the Twin Cities, but we did, we compromised. We ended up living in a, um, we live in a suburb of Minneapolis. It's about 30, 40 minutes out. So when I come into Minneapolis, it's a good drive. Um, but my backyard is a farm. So nice. not my yard, but the yard behind me is a farm. And so uh, we found the compromise and we're still, we're still there. I would say um, professionally, I think that I am actually very good with challenges and I, 
don't know how, I, I don't know what I do, if it's just my like aggressively like passionate personality or what it is, but um, anytime that I've been faced with any type of like professional challenges, whether it be someone talking down to me, um, that's happened, um, or whether it be getting a new job for something I want to do, um, I just do it. I don't, I don't know how, but I, I somehow I figure it out. I, I move on, I persevere, and I um, get out of any situations that I feel uncomfortable in. So. I think that in terms of the diversity one, um, the team that I'm on right now, I'm the only woman, but it doesn't bother me because I know that I'm out there doing things to change that. I know that our future applicant pool is going to include more women because there are initiatives like Girl Develop It, um, you know, other things that I try to get involved with. And I think that those, it will take some time, but we will get there. Our pool of applicants will become more diverse. Good for you for standing up for yourself. And uh, I'd like to ask you where you think that part of you, where that part of your personality comes from. But I also want to ask you about advice. Um, we ask people a lot about to think about advice they've received that's been helpful that they take with them, whether it's personal or professional. Any single piece of advice that you can think of that you've been given that may have may have influenced the way that you approach uh, challenges in such a positive and can-do way? Um, I don't know if I really have like any advice that someone has given me. Uh, My dad's personality is very much like mine. Like if he's faced with a challenge, he just overcomes it, um, tries to keep a smile on his face uh, and just kind of pushes through. And I think that I saw that a lot in him and I actually being older, I I see that in him more. Um, So I'm not sure if that had any influence on it, but I think that um, being a lot like him, I, I obviously had some of those influences. Um, but there is one thing, like in terms of advice, I would say it can be very hard to do, um, especially if you're put in a situation where like you financially need to keep that job. Um, but I think that no one should be treated in a way that doesn't make them feel successful. It doesn't make you feel comfortable. Um, whether that be financial or not, you shouldn't be in a situation. So whatever it is that you need to do to to move forward with that, I think that people have done it. You can do it. Um, you just you just have to take that leap, I guess. Um, I feel like you asked another piece of. Oh, I remember what I was going to add. Sorry, I had a little brain fart there. <laughs> um, there's one thing that I I want to share, and I think that I'm very lucky that I I have this person in my life. But my manager at Pantheon. Um, amazing person. He's just like the best manager I've ever had. Um, he, when I first started at the job, I actually went to San Francisco for my first week of training and it was just very coincidental that they were already having a team training. So that's when I joined, uh, him and I went for a walk. I think it was like the second or third day. Um, maybe first day. I don't, don't recall for sure. Um, we went for a walk in San Francisco. So we were just kind of walking around and he's like, what do you think? I know this is a lot to take on your first week. How are you feeling? And, you know, it's just a very open conversation about, you know, my feelings and like how I felt. And it, it was awesome. Um, but then he added into this conversation and I wish that I could remember the exact words that he said. Um, but he made a comment about, I can see that you're very like outspoken. Um, and he goes, I don't want you to ever change that. And I thought that that was the best thing that someone could say, especially to me, because that is my personality. I'm very outspoken. I'm like that aggressive in a bad way, but I can be like very persistent and opinionated. And for my manager to tell me like, I love that you're like that and I want you to keep it up, was just like the most reassuring thing in the world. So if you're a manager, 
embrace your employees' awesome personality traits. And <laughs> That's them, great. Tell them like about you it. Found a good place to be. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That must have been really rewarding. I mean, you, you said it as much, but in your first week or two at a new job and the individual to whom you're going to be reporting and in some ways to whom your paycheck depends, right? I mean, not the company owner, but if that person says she's not cutting it here, there goes your paycheck. To have them embrace who you are and the way that you've brought yourself to the job, that just must have been a massive comfort too. I mean, aside from just nice to hear, but just like, wow, okay, yeah, this is going to work. This is going to be great. Rent and mortgage and bills are covered. That's awesome. Yeah, and right yeah. off the bat, that's really awesome. That's so yeah. neat. That's awesome. so neat. It yeah. speaks a lot about your uh, your manager. Thank you for sharing that. Yep, he deserves the the recognition. He's fabulous. So <laughs> nice. Certainly sounds like it. Well, we have we have run out of time on our on our on our on our little hallway <laughs> chat here, and it's been a fantastic time. It flew by. I know. Tessa, I wanted be- to hear more about your kids. Sorry, but yeah, oh. we'll do that next time or offline. Yes, <laughs> we can definitely do that. They're adorable. You can share some photos. <laughs> that would be great. Before we we say officially goodbye to you, can you let us know where people can find you and can find again outspoken women? And maybe even the, if you're actively involved in a part of the GDI community up there in, in the Twin Cities, where people can find them too as well. Yeah, of course. Um, so you can find me at tessak22.com. Uh, my username pretty much everywhere on the internet is tessak22. So if you just Google that, you'll find me. Um, Outspoken Women, I would love if you would check it out. Join if you're a speaker. Join if you're an event organizer even just become a supporter. Um, so that's outspokenwomen.io. Uh, and then in terms of Girl Develop It, there is definitely a chapter here in Minneapolis. Uh, I think the best way to go out and do that, I think all of you are going to be from all over the place, is go to girldevelopit.com. Uh, they've got lots of different chapters listed there, and you can go and find your own chapter. Um, there are lots of kind of women tech initiatives, but that's the one that's really out there actually offering classes and teaching women how to code. So strongly recommend that organization as well. Great. Yeah, they're, they're a great organization. The Philly chapter is great. I've yeah. some, uh, a class or two, and it's just fantastic. So thank you very, very much. It was a wonderful pleasure to go spend some time with you, Tessa. Thank you. Thanks for joining yes, us. Thank Thanks. you for having me. It's been really great. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.